social distancing and finding yourself with nothing to do? Well, crack open a cold Coors Light, the official beer of chilling at a distance of at least six feet. Coors Light is cold lagered at below freezing to give the beer a crisp taste. Cold filtered for a bright appearance and cold packaged. It doesn't get colder than this, so stock up before you hunker down or head to CoorsLight.com to order and have it delivered to your door. Coors Light, made to chill. Enjoy responsibly. And what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of that Respect for Combat podcast, episode number 106. And this week, myself, Eric, and Trico, we are not alone, as we are joined by the one and only Mr. Eric Insight, and we are just thrilled to have him talk on his experiences just three years into the game, and man... On top of that, let's just say we all had our opinions regarding the Royal Rumble. Whether it be from Abyss, and yes, I said that right, Abyss was involved with the Rumble, to that end. And then a whole lot more, including, oh, there's a Ponda replay going into a Super Bowl. Stay tuned, and we will see y'all in about three, two, And what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast. My name is Mr. D.L. Donas, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mr. Trico Fullerton and Mr. Eric Gosing. What's up, boys? What's happening, y'all? And can you believe we are in February right now? We just moved out of January. Now we're in February, and uh, we got a good uh, episode for you guys today. And also, if you have not catched my pay-per-view review of the Royal Rumble. It is there uploaded, so you guys can check it out as well. Y'all can see my pay-per-view review, and I'll also be doing another one for the upcoming pay-per-view, which we'll be talking about for this episode. But um, What's up, Eric? How you feeling? Quick question, uh, though, before Eric hops in. Is that review on the Facebook or on Tricknology's, like, on Tricknology's stuff, man? No, nah, that this is a um yeah, this will be a, a very uh an exclusive extra for the um respect the combat podcast because I know y'all be seeing Donets and uh, Air doing the uh, doing the remix re- reactions and you had a no sale like which I just I, dropped on over the two K game yeah y'all be 2K23. like why does Tree go well y'all be asking why don't you why don't we don't ever see Tree on there well you will be seeing me doing a uh extra contact. Uh, for the for the RTC, so that uh, don't see, feel like I'm not doing the not doing my part. So that yeah, that will be our uh, our extra content. So we'll be doing a lot of uh, I will be doing a lot of paper review. But if the boys want to um want to chime in, they can always chime in. Well, you got put over by my brother, so I know he's gonna be happy to hear that. Go ahead, Eric. Hey, what's up, boys? Um, yeah, I mean. Content is king. Content, more content is great content. So you know, I'm never gonna complain. Uh, things are going pretty well on my end. Um, you, uh, know, you finally just, got cleared after your yeah, last, last like, week was twenty a, days. Yeah, co- yeah, COVID last week was not fun. Um, that sucked. Um, but you know, definitely glad to be in the clear now and not sick anymore. 
Um, definitely feeling a lot better, um, catching up on a lot of work, catching up on a lot of wrestling. And as you said in the introduction, Mr. Donnays, we're not alone today. Exactly. I'll let you take it from here because you're uh, you the one that started the remix trend and set all so, this up. So I'll let you so, take it up. So as Trico had mentioned a little bit before, me and Don A's, we've been doing some remix videos now on social media to try to bring in some more traction to the pages. And one particular person who I happen to do a remix of is our guest today, uh, Mr. Eric Easy Knight Miller. Um, he is an independent wrestler here in the U.S. And we actually ended up getting connected because I saw a video of him online that was of him giving uh, his opponent a particularly i mean i don't want to call it harsh but i mean it was it, it was a nice knee and yeah. i took a like i happened to take a liking to it and after i remixed the video i reached out to him personally asking him if he'd be interested in hopping on the podcast with us and here he is that's me i'm not offended at all by you calling my knee harsh it better look hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a very nice knee. Like, honestly, like overall, like actually, like just as Don Ace was saying before we hopped on, I've watched some, I've watched a lot of your videos now on on YouTube. It's particularly, I've been seeing a lot of S SCW videos, uh, SCW yeah. Pro. Those, those are the ones that I've been watching. I also one of the ones I took a heart that I really took a liking to was the street fight that you had. I think it was about like a year ago it happened, and. Just, I mean, overall, like your character, your character overall intrigues me just because I see that you go from more of a religious standpoint from what I can tell. And yeah, it's totally. almost like, and you know, it's something that a lot of people aren't comfortable. It seems comfortable with talking about anymore nowadays right, just because everybody right. is overly sensitive. But the thing is, is that you know, you do it in such a way that it doesn't really seem to come off in, a, in an offensive manner to anybody, but also at the same time, some of the shows I've seen yet, like some of the, like you really get into character and you know, people oh, yeah. like it and yeah. you know, I, it's something that's really intrigued me and I'm really excited to learn more about you. Yes, sir. There was a lot in there. What do you want to know? Um, we will actually be talking about that. And Mr. Goldstein, I'll let you, like formulate a little bit just so they don't easily like let everybody like tune off the channel, you know? Yeah. We'll get that. No, I get what you're saying. And we'll, and Eric, as I mentioned a little bit off air, you're more than welcome to chime in. And I know there is some AEW stuff on here, but okay. I know you're mainly a WWE guy, so you can chime in whenever. Hey, nothing, nothing against AEW. I'm just a busy guy. I don't. I don't exactly. even watch a lot. Of, I don't even watch a lot of TV, honestly, when it comes to wrestling, because I'm doing my own thing wrestling. But That's definitely go much. back. I go back to it for like, uh, for like t tape study if I want to watch a particular wrestler, and I keep up with, you know, what's going on at least. But I don't really watch a lot of WWE or AEW. Not gonna, not gonna lie. Well, we'll get to all that, like I said, after the break, and then you're welcome to chime in as much, and then we'll talk to you in a little, like, in-depth a little bit after the break, you know? Yeah, so, fine. And with that being said, boys, let's um, hop into these uh, mainstream highlights, shall we? Yep. Starting a little bit, so who do y'all have next 
Sunday at the Super Bowl with Brianna doing the halftime between Philly and KC? Um, honestly, I really don't know just because I was kind of put like, you, like you guys know, last week, I was kind of pushing for the Bengals to end up taking it all. Um, but they ended up getting knocked out by KC now. So, I mean, for me, I don't know. Like, I feel like your team can take it. I recently, um, I recently did a poll on IG and 55% are going for the Chiefs over the 46% over the Eagles. So, ooh, so razor plus. Yeah, that's an extremely close poll. But who do you go for, not your uh, poll? Um, I would go for the Eagles. Ooh. Before I chime in, Eric, you got uh, any thoughts on next Sunday Super Bowl? Or are you just chilling? I'm chilling, man. I don't I don't watch a lot of football, not gonna lie. No worries. And then uh yeah, I gotta say Eagles. Cause I do think the Chiefs, like, yes, they've had their time in the sun and they are a pretty dominant team, but I do think the Eagles are hungrier because they haven't had a Super Bowl appearance in over a decade. So I do think they're the a lot a lot more hungrier team. And then also, granted, two firsts within this year's Super Bowl. First time two African-American quarterbacks are going head-to-head, as well as two brothers are going head-to-head on the field. So those are the two overarching arcs within the teams. And so it's crazy. And then... So, also, before we just hop into the soul wrestling, like, trip. Prime Energy. So, Logan Hall's, like, energy drink is now an official drink of the UFC. So I saw that. Which is one of the funniest things ever. Yeah, I thought, it, that was kind of, I thought that was kind of ironic just seeing that, you know, they've talked a bunch of shit. On the UFC for like the last year or two on how they treat that one Logan, that was Jake. No, but that's oh, that was just straight Jake. That was Jake. Oh well, then Logan just said, "Sorry, Jake, I need the money." <laughs> yeah. That's why, like, I was like, "That's why it's so ironic," because like bro, Logan has been quiet, especially yeah, since I'm... he started doing stuff with WWE. Yeah, but I'm sorry, but if you actually look at the history between Jake and Logan, like, there are so many times, like, Logan has done low blows towards Jake just to get a, just to get a paycheck. You know what I miss? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I remember one, I was watching one interview, um, it was just like a little clip from it, um, where Jake was going off on Logan because, um... His low because I think it was like a video that they were doing together, and you know, Prime logo is everywhere. But then Jake's personal brand logo, I can't remember what the name of it was, but he had it on his shirt and he blurred it out on the video. So that, that remember, is so crazy. So that's what I'm saying. Like, this isn't like a first time, like, this is this seems like a pattern where Logan, you know, puts money ahead of everything. And kind of sad, but 
I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to diss his, like, talent, if that's what you want to call it. And, you know, obviously, every single time, whenever he's, every single time when he's on a pay-per-view, there's something happening that ends up, that ends up going viral. Like. Which one, Jake or Logan? Logan. Each time he's been on a pay-per-view, there's something he did that ended up going viral online. We're going to be talking about another one from this weekend in a minute anyway. Yeah, so I feel like that's the main reason why. Um, I think I think I feel like that's the reason why they keep bringing him back, and just because of the fact that you know he ends up getting a lot of traction online every time he is involved with something with them. Um, I think it's kind of bullshit because you know he's kind of skipping line ahead of a bunch of people that have been you know working on this for a while, but you know they got to do what they got to do for online marketing, I guess. Um. Like as a person, do I think Logan Paul's cool? No, I, I, from what I've heard, as a person, he's kind of a dick, and you know that's why I'm like saying I wasn't necessarily shocked when I saw oh he just cut a deal with UFC, aka the company that his brother's been having issues with for like the yeah the last year and a half. Okay, cool. So that literally just confirmed everything I thought of him and that he puts money first over everything. Trico, your thoughts? Uh, listen, same thing. Listen, uh, Logan. Uh, despite the all uh, the crypto currency he be going on, but you can't. Like I said before, after what he did in his last, you can't arguably deny he uh, he's a very he's a very good wrestler. Even though he's working on a on a part time slash only pay per view appearance. Type of deal, but the, the 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 man can wrestle. You can't argue about that. He's on his Mercedes Monet trip right now. Per pin. I guarantee it's a per appearance deal because there's no way that he could be doing like what he's doing per appearance or per match. But I'm not gonna get into that because he's WWE. As you, guys, as you guys know, I do not want to get into legal or financial matters on here without 100 proof. But speaking of a, but speaking of a hundred percent proof, Amanda, one of Jake's biggest uh, fighters under his promotion, Amanda Serrano, is back in action versus Erica Cruz for the undisputed featherweight title Saturday on DAZN. And honestly, I don't know which way that fight's gonna go. But speaking of DAZN, AEW. All their live content, so all their quote unquote live content, because they pre-tape a lot of the Darks Ramp Darks Rampages and Battle of the Belt stuff, but everything else is live, will now be on the zone as well as fight. But Which that is was, crazy. But but that wasn't the only news though. That they're starting a house show circuit. Yeah, called yep. House Rules. House Rules. About time they start a house show like thing to give a lot more people a lot more reps. But honestly, I am kind of nervous. And and we're going to talk about the main reason I'm kind of nervous. Because it just seems like record padding. And um, it could be something they use as record padding, which I'm not a big enough fan of. Because yeah. Jade went 
and this is my next point. I want to bring this to the table. Jake Cargill went quote, quote unquote, and I mean that so nicely, 42 and no 50 and 0. However, she's only competed as a singles wrestler in 42 singles matches. How many have gone past 10 minutes? Three. Which were Ruby Soho, Thunder Rosa, and Marina Shafir. TBS final tournament when she won the belt last year for both of the, two of those. And then I forget when she fought Marina for over 10 minutes. Only 18-0 with singles matches on Dynamite and Pay-Per-View. 25 if you include Rampage. I mean, you already know how I feel about Jay Cargill. I know that's how you do, and we got company, so don't go on that rant again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, go just, I mean, you could you could express your feelings, but just try to feel like in a professional way. Like uh, for me, like I mean, in my personal, I mean, in my personal opinion, I just feel like she's like still too green to be getting the rub that she's getting. Like, do I think that she's, do I feel like she's improving? Yes. Do I feel like she's a decent wrestler? Yes. Do I feel like she should be getting pushed as much as she is with the freaking TBS title? And that she be that she should be getting, you know, a dang near two-year title reign? No. No, I do not. Um, 50, I you know, with only 25 singles matches on TV. And I'll, like, I'll say this. Is any uh is any of those fifty L wins are, are are memorable? What not really not all of them. Well, I'll say he's that, only beaten in the top five oh, out of the former world champions and top five wrestlers. Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, no other. She's not even gotten one on one with even Riho yet. Not even Brit Breaker, Brit Breaker yet. That's the match everybody wants. Yeah, it's Jay like versus Britt. Been... Like, even Conan and Disco is, why has that match not been made? Yeah, like, give her somebody that's actually going to give her a good match. Like, stop throwing her all these little people that, you know, she's easily going to squash in, like, five, ten, five, not even ten minutes. She squashed Athena. Like, Athena yeah. and Nyla, you thought those two matches were going to go, like, ten, fifteen minutes. Both of those I thought were, the like, Nyla right around eight. Least... I thought, the Nyla match would at least go, I thought the Nyla match would at least go for like 20 since it was on a pay-per-view. A pay-per-view and with, even though it was around Nyla Rose being her Twitter, but that match only went like eight minutes. Well, let me say this. Um, despite what, what everyone might feel about the AEW's mid-card titles, like for example, the TNT title being hot potatoed, but... Again... Joe yeah. got it back. Yeah, but um, uh, everybody's saying that oh, the TBS title was just created just to give it on Jay. But let me just say this part: when the time comes, when that time comes, whoever beats uh Jay for the TBS title, that title will be more prestigious than the the, the TNT title right now. Right now, it's not going to take hard, be hard to be more prestigious than a title that. Absolute just keeps getting hot potato, man. It's like, how many times has a TNT title within the last year and a half been hot potato? 
Like, there's no, there hasn't been a real story yet on a on the TNT title yet. It just has been one off, and then you hold it for a couple months, and then go to the next person, or for a week, go to the next person, go to the next. Or in Darby's case, just for a hometown pop, and then, oh, oh, hey, Wardlow's back in two weeks. You got to put the title back on Joe. Come on, like it, All right, it, moving. Didn't even get a month. Moving on to something that is kind of just the dangers of being a wrestler, and that is Hulk Hogan now, after his 11th back surgery, unfortunately is paralyzed from the waist down and has to walk with a cane. Crazy. Yeah. Think about this. He's been wrestling since, like, the 80s, possibly sooner, doing a leg drop, like, 10 nights a like, 5 to 10 times a week. So, it's... Yeah, that... I can only imagine how much that, like that, how much pressure it was causing on his back doing that so many times. Let me just say that leg drop bump, everyone has to do it. Everyone, whenever you're training, has to do that bump. I hate it, man. I, I, I never do a leg drop. I, I never do that type of like drop on your ass bump because that shit hurts bad. And he did it for so long. Yeah, he's feeling that or not feeling it anymore after he got paralyzed. Because right. that's the reason Matt and that's the reason Matt Hardy just started doing the second rope like back elbow mm-hmm. because of and ironically it's the most iconic feud of his career that did yeah. the damage to where he wanted to stop doing it because right. he got his spine started fusing after the edge feud. Yeah, you gotta like change. I feel like as a wrestler, it's I mean it's your own responsibility to kind of think about how your actions are going to affect the rest of your life. So, yeah, I'm th- I, I saw that, and it's just like a another, like, reminder. Just be safe. Don't do something that – do anything more that's going to affect you later on. Yeah, like long-term, especially if you miss that bad boy. And there have been a few times he's missed it wide, widely and just landed – tailbone to canvas and I'm like wow and then going a little bit forward guys and this will kind of bleed into one because I want to hop into now the Royal Rumble because there were a couple interesting like factoids going in and this will kind of bleed into the rest of the show is that Ray suffered a knee injury into during the carrying cross match he had recently. I saw another one. That's why the night before. So yeah, I don't know how that's gonna help or cross his like stance in the company. But that's why they did that whole Dominic um angle with the mask, even though he couldn't rip it. <laughs> <laughs> that part he was, was struggling. It works so well though, because that's kind of like his character. Like he's like a that kid that thinks he's tough, but he's not. <laughs> so it works. And then he hey, just came out hey, with now, the dopiest nice smile to... after though. Hey, and it, was, nice it works so good. Prison changes a man. Remember. Did y'all tell see that the to tweet Vicky, tell that to Vicky and Shaw Guerrero. Tell mm-hmm. that to Vicky and Shaw Guerrero. Yeah, because they view this entire like metamorphosis of. 
I'm better than Eddie Guerrero as kind of disrespectful to Eddie's legacy. Yeah. And they have a kind of a right to feel that way, considering that's Eddie's widow and Eddie's daughter. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I do see it as a bit of I, I do see it as a bit of a spin in the face to to his legacy somewhat. Speaking of WWE, did you hear there's a fourth lawsuit that got opened up on him? I, I heard that and I was like, oh God. Yeah, this one. If this man thinks he can just waltz back in there as chairman of the board, and they're not going to request his removal again, even with like his two stooges back on uh, the board. Oh yeah, no. What I find hilarious is the fact this dude, this dude that filed the lawsuit today, he literally is just coming in and just like, the heck, guys. He literally, they're like he raped and sexually assaulted multiple employees and then paid them off like as if he did nothing wrong. Why in the hell is he back? Like, that's literally what he's saying. Rich get richer, that's all I'm going to say. And then oh, also... Yeah, no, they're now try- they now want him to be removed because they think that... Because they're saying that he believes he's above the law. <laughs> oh, shoot. And nobody's surprised by that. Okay. But... Uh... Unfortunately, nobody's surprised by it because it's Vince. Vince has always thought that he was above the law. He thought he was above everything. He thought money would get him out of every situation. So we're going to move back into a little bit with these rumble kind of factoids before we go over the entire show. But Roxanne Perez was only in the rumble match itself for that five minutes. And I think when the shorter ones from NXT, which was mainly just the women's division and Booker T, just because they didn't want her to get hurt going into her title defense this weekend. Okay, my response is... You had Core J, like, right. Core J and a few others right there. Why didn't you just give her spot to Cora or somebody else instead of profiling the NXT women's title for like five minutes? And you gave Zoe Stark like 20. And we all know she's nowhere near the NXT women's title right now. Yeah. Like, that, that part there didn't make any sense to me at all. Also, why didn't Aya come back? Why? Nobody like like I'm not saying I'm not trying to say anything rude towards her. It's just you know she's kind of injury. Well, not she's not injury prone. She's prone to making other people injured. Well, the, good news, Kyrie, the good news Kyrie's is it's just in... a one off. That's it. It was just a one off. So why do you, you think Kyrie's back in J- Japan right now and possibly I think one of the few North American appearances she's going to make this year. Because of Nia Jax. Did you but, say that was a one-off? Yeah, Nia Jax's cameo in the Rumble was a one-off appearance. She didn't resign. Was, that, that sucks for her since they got botched the whole entrance. Bruh. I was like, as soon... You know Triple H went off on somebody the second it, her music started, like right before... Like the countdown. You know Triple H is hot. Because didn't the Women's Rumble go on second? Yep. No. Oh, yeah. Before the main event. Before the main event. That's what I'm saying. It was the second Rumble tonight. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. The first one. Yeah. The first one was the men's that opened up tonight. And then the second one. And then the female. Then the Women's Royal Rumble was the second to last thing. 
which now the Rumble winners made their choice. Well, I guess Cody didn't have one, and that was the men's Cody. So as of now, the main event of one of the nights is Cody Rhodes versus Anna Hawaii, Cody versus Roman. And the other one is essentially a salty runback of Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Well, we kind of understand why Rhea chose Charlotte because we've been talking a about salty runback. But listen, listen, we've been talking about this for weeks. And you even said if Rhea choose Bianca, what competition is really there for Charlotte? So we kind of understand why Rhea chose Charlotte because it, it kind of it kind of feels like a better choice as far as the competition is goes. But now for Bianca, now she just got to wait after the Elimination Chamber to see who she's going to face. Which she has either Raquel, Liv, Asuka, Nikki, and a fifth and sixth to be determined, with the fifth being either Mia Yim, Piper Niven, not Dewdrop, Carmella or Candice LeRae. Based on I'm what happened. They, I, I'm glad they got rid of the dewdrop character. Thank you, God. Yes. <laughs> and it's I, literally. I know you got, nobody cares like fully in character, but that's kind of her job. I do think it's going to be Carmella because I set up that program with her and Asuka. I do think it's going to be Carmella. I just don't want either of you to get in. Either Oscar Carmella. You think Carmella's gonna win the chamber? I think she's winning the fatal four way. I don't think she's winning the chamber. I think Oscar's oh, okay. winning the chamber to go to Mania. Yeah, no, I think Oscar's gonna win and go to Mania, and then she's actually I think she's gonna take the title at Mania. Or I mean what what if uh so some saying this is a what if since Rhea is a raw superstar challenging for the SmackDown title, what if Raquel from SmackDown wins the chamber and challenges Bianca for the raw title. What even though it's triple H, I don't think babyface versus babyface would work. Especially for Mania. What? Granted, Vince botched the uh babyface versus babyface with Mercedes and uh Mercedes and Bianca a couple of years ago. Which speaking it of that, while I have Mercedes on my brain. Do you guys prefer, with how the women are going to get portrayed with this chamber match, to watch the chamber or Battle in the Valley, which is going to be headlined by an IWGP World Heavyweight title match and Mercedes Monet's first match, the former Sasha Banks, her first match since she walked out mid-May last year against one of Anaya Jackson's victims in Kyrie. Like, Just all this. We, like what like which one would we prefer to watch? As far as the portrayal of the women, the elimination chamber, which is kind of just either a title change or just get beat by a Bianca again, or Mercedes versus Kyrie. I mean, I'm curious to watch Mercedes versus Kyrie just because, um, what's it called? I mean, I'm curious to see how Mercedes' ring work looks now just because it's been a while since she's, you know, actually wrestled in a match. 
And um, I'd I'm rather curious. just use a Chori Bomb. Oh. I'm also curious. Yeah, I'm also curious to see this new finisher just so to see if she could actually not botch it for you know, like she did at Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom. I just want yeah. to do Gory Bomb, not that Gory, the Gory Bomb into DDT because that just takes way too long to set up. Yeah. Which one do you prefer, Trico, the Women's Chamber or Mercedes or Mercedes or Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Title? Mercedes versus Kyrie. And then, Eric, how big are you on uh, New Japan or just on any, like, highlights or whatever, since I know some of the I mean, like, I try to keep up I, uh, at somewhat. I think that Mercedes versus uh, Kyrie's very intriguing because she stayed in shape this whole time she's been gone, and she stayed in the ring. Um, so I'm excited to see if she's going to bring out something new, like something something cool. I want to see her package outside the WWE. And she's healed once again, which is the thing she needed not to be a baby face, like a baby face mastering as a heel anyway. Yeah. Some people, like every wrestler is either a natural baby face or a natural heel. And to me, she's she's a she just works as a heel so well. And same with me. I like I like doing heel over baby face any day. I was gonna get to that in a little bit, but yeah, it's just <laughs> whether or not the heel baby face dynamic is there, and I just think she's more natural heel. And yeah. let's just uh get back to the rumble right quick. Cause right. <laughs> Gunther actually set in defeat the men's record for the longest time. In a rumble match. Whoever, and this is where, in contrast to the Jake Cargill streak, I think whoever beats Gunther is going to be a made man rather than whoever beats Jade is going to be a made woman. Because Gunther has not lost on the main roster, had match of the year contenders really anytime he goes into a singles match. And then you put that on top, top of it. And then the, when everybody's appetite for a match with Brock. Anybody have any objection saying that <laughs> was not expected? Well, um, there's an important fact you like to mention. Well, Guther is the second longest uh, competitor to spend in the longest time. The 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 number one still is Daniel Bryant at at an hour and sixteen minutes and five seconds. Of course, I go WWE. Of course, I go off WWE's um, reduction of history. My bad. Well, they said a 30 man rumble. Was, was, that, was the one Brian was in? Was that a 30 man rumble? No, nah, the, uh, at the, the Saudi show, the Greatest Warrior Rumble. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They so, are not referencing that. So, of course, WWE's reduction <laughs> of history. Yeah. And the fact that the AEW started that day, they were going to do it. Right. I was going to say, you guys know how WWE is. If you're not a part of the company anymore and you go over to the dark side, a.k.a. AEW, they don't mention you anymore. Um, we uh, Ask Nikki Bella. That's all I'm going to say to that. Ask Nikki Bella. Because, man, they ain't, they like, didn't even reference Soraya or Mercedes, and yet they had Charlotte talking about her career on Raw. I'm like, what the heck? 
at least they'll kind of have at least vignettes with Dean Ambrose with the shield. They'll at least kind of they won't say his name, but there's at least that you can't avoid it to an extent. Yeah. Well, there were times they couldn't kind of like frame the shots or use shots. Right. Like right. And there, I was like, oh golly, this what we doing? And the only two that brought him up were like the two that lived it, which were Roman and Seth. Which, yeah. At least they reference Mox better than how Bailey had to re- reference Becky's marriage on Monday, which I'm like, oh god, that talk about a low blow. But speaking of like and stuff that's insanely low, Rhea set the longest record for the women's rumble, longest time in a women's rumble, whereas Chelsea Green set it for the fastest women's elimination, <laughs> which is crazy. But as she kind of like slated in a inner post uh, Rumble media scrum for through WWE, and they kind of do it through kayfabe. But she got asked about her knee injury, and she said she dislocated it in the match from an old soccer injury, and then popped it back into place. Oh fuck! Yeah. That's why she, like, you see her, like, off in the corner, like, off to the side. And, like, people are saying, oh, she had, like, grazed the ground and trying to give all these excuses for why she was out of it. I'm like, bruh, give her a break. She was on one leg and you know, like, who knows the status of her knee. But obviously with the fact she still ate spears from Beth for, like, 24 hours straight and still is going to eat a spear from Beth any chance Beth gets. It's going to happen. And I'm talking Beth Phoenix, by the way, because for, and here's the list of returns that happened that night within the 24 hours from Rumble to the Rocker, the Rumble. Pat, Pat McAfee, Cody Rhodes, Edge, Logan Paul, Rick Boogs, Beth Phoenix, Piper Niven, Chelsea Green, Michelle McCool, Nia, and Carmella. Crazy, huh? Got all of the rumble. Yep. And uh, so I know we all said we want, we're hyped about talking about this last little bit. And Eric, you said you did watch it and watch this at least. Sammy Uso is dead. Long live Sammy Zayn. Who wants to hop really? in on this topic first? Well, let me let me say this. Hey, I got a couple stories about this. One, this is one of the greatest pay-per-view endings in a very, very long time. I would say since the 1997 SummerSlam when that kickoff not only I, I legit first... thought you were about to say Survivor Series. No, 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 no. Uh, uh the reason I said SummerSlam 1997 because that kickoff not only the very first hell in the cell, but Usher in in into the attitude era. Into the attitude. Was that the Kane debut? Yeah, the Kane debut was at the very first hell in the cell. The Kane debut. But I'm saying I know that, but I'm saying that was SummerSlam 97. 
Yeah, uh, number seven is ninety seven was wearing the Undertaker face, uh, Bret Hart, and then Shawn Michaels. Oh, was that that was the, the Sean ref match because I do remember a little bit of that from the Attitude Era mode, but I was like, which moment was that one per se? So I think yeah, I think that, that was, was uh, like right after you almost by the almost beat the game, and that was like the very very last match of the mode. One of the last two, yeah, yeah. But um, let me also say this, and uh, and I'm speaking like from the heart here, and I and I think some of y'all might agree with this uh, when I say it. now, when this whole storyline got started, I was not for it at all. Like when Sami Zayn turned heel back in 2017, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like the conspiracy thing. I didn't like the great liberal thing. I was like basically f you, Sammy, the, the whole time. But like. <laughs> Uh, let me say, let me finish this. So, this this was just a Vince thing when this whole thing got started. I was like, please get this mother out of this group, please. But when Triple H took in charge, and then that's when the Sammy Uso, the UC began to begin. And I was like, now this is like one of the greatest storylines in a very long time. So. And then after you continue to watch with everything that's been going by with Jay Uso, with Roman, with everything that's happening. So you get obviously kind of tease that maybe Sammy is going back to the baby face or maybe. And then when you insert okay. Kevin Owens into the into the storyline, OK, now you kind of have a sense of what's going to happen and what's going to happen on to like WrestleMania. So. What happened at the Rumble? Oh my goodness! Like it's like watching that ovation off the first chair shot, and then the fu Romans as Roman is celebrating. Just okay, sprinkling the lay all over Sammy. Dude, and I think it was the one dude. that it was either the one Jay put was about to put on Sammy, or the one Jay had on. Bro, that was basically. Cinema, right there. Is it? Yeah. You would get why you get what I'm saying, Donna, because we're filmmakers. So, um, I but, entirely do. But here's the thing. Here's a here's the problem here, and I think some of y'all might agree with this. Now, with Sammy turn on Roman, now he's literally like one of the top baby faces on on the entire planet right now. But right. how can we get the fans? To get more invested and more in Cody, because now right. people are gonna say, "Oh, it should be Sammy should be the one to take down Roman, or maybe uh, Jay Uso." But here's what I think that they that they should do. Now we know the Elimination Chamber is coming up, and it's gonna be in Montreal. So um, they should do Roman versus Sammy at the Elimination Chamber. But when the time comes that Roman's going to do everything in his power to tell Jey Uso, like, this is your family. You know, Sami Zayn was not your brother, man. This was because Jay is so conflicted. Like, uh, like he loves Sami yeah. as, as a brother. But now he, Roman is going to make Jay come to his senses and then he's going to do everything in his power to make sure he retains the title going into facing Cody at, Wrestle, at WrestleMania. And then that's when 
um, Jay comes in and he has no choice to help Roman retain the title. And then that's when you get Sammy and Kevin Owens versus the Usos for the undisputed tag team titles at WrestleMania. And then we can start off with Romy versus Cody at, at the at WrestleMania. So that way it won't get the fans. So um how you say like over Sammy and then like why is Cody facing Roman like that 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 type of deal? That type of deal. Well I can honestly say somebody's been listening to the observer. I am sorry. It this is literally the same thing in the same pattern that Brian Alvarez said on the Observer like the day after the Rumble was the only way you don't get what happened to AEW to happen in WWE to Cody is Sammy is the one to challenge. Jay turns and helps the bloodline repeat until you hear that from KO. KO just cleans house. These two pull in a Bushi, Kenny Omega moment, reconcile, and then go after the tag titles. And then you have Rhodes versus Anna Hawaii for the undisputed title at Mania. And no, before anybody asks, I'm like, how Cody didn't realize we're not talking about the porn star. Thank you, Impulsive. Man, but yeah, like this rumble to mania time period, I feel a lot more confident than I did yeah. with uh Vince last year because the whole thing was just convoluted the second Roman got COVID going into day one, and then it really got blown out of proportion by the chamber by the rumble, I should say. Now it's just like okay, we kind of have that set idea of how it should happen. But with the storyline, you never know what exactly is going to be the domino. You just know the destination. You just don't know the dominoes. So I'm looking forward to that. And then, um, yeah, so that's the the rumble right there. And then I didn't, before we move on, I didn't get into the men's elimination chamber because... Roman versus whomever, past prayerfully Sammy, is the main event. The Elimination Chamber is this year going to give the champion PTSD for the U.S. title because it's Theory versus Rollins versus Gargano versus Bronson Reed versus the final two winners of the last two qualifiers. Angel Dawkins versus Damian Priest and Montez Ford versus Elias. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I am looking forward to that. And then it's crazy because granted, I don't want to harp on it, but when I was talking about the whole Cody Road Roads on Impulsive, that was a good interview, and they had that realization. I remembered for the second time in like a decade, WWE almost messed up a hot act in their own company without doing their research on names because they almost got 
they I think they got a cease and desist from another porn company over uh Drew McIntyre what they try to keep calling Drew McIntyre Sheamus for keep calling them the banger bros I'm like come on who did not think to look up names like that before you start just throwing random names at people and that is not a Vince thing so I don't know what people are thinking but uh, yeah. And at least this time it was established names on the main roster and not people that just getting caught up with some random name that was resembling one of those sites. Yeah. Because they did it with uh, Charlotte and Becky when they first debuted on the main roster. Yeah. But with that being said, we will be right back. And when we return, myself and Mr. Goldstein over here will be interviewing Eric over just his journey to where he is at now within the industry. So stay tuned and we'll see you on five. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Lock us in and stay on target with Denver's brand new sci-fi radio only on KFX 101.6 The Mix. And just like that, we are back, and man, this has been one kind of tame, but yet kind of insane episode. When y'all say it, how y'all feeling? I'm doing good. I'm still here. Doing good. You just happy we're not talking about uh, something too crazy, right? And I know I'm grateful you're still here, because you just had a, with your last couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh Trico, yeah. I ain't forget about you. How you feeling right now? Doing good, doing good. Even though I'm kinda salty, my brother put you over his own little brother, but props to being the baby of the family. <laughs> but with that being said, as I mentioned right before we went on our break, Eric, do you want to start with our guest or shall Papi, shall I start? Um, I was gonna say if you want to start, um, uh, with your questions, we can do that, and then I can move in with mine. Oh yeah, so Eric, as I've kind of seen, like you started, I believe, right around around pre-pandemic, so like that 2019, 20, the Black and Bray. So how did you originally like find Black and Bray Academy? Um, so I started wrestling 2018, December 2018. So it's been about four years of training. Um, I found out about Black and Brave because I don't know, I, I guess he posted something about it. Colby did. Seth Rollins. So yeah. he was one of my favorite wrestlers at the time and he still is one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, and so I, I, my mom was like, if you want to do this wrestling thing, you got to have a plan. So Black and Brave Wrestling Academy was the first part of the plan. They don't have classes, though, that are, like, immediately open. Usually you, like, if you wanted to wrestle at Black and Brave, you probably wouldn't be able to get into a class until 2025 right now because the classes get booked up. 
So that was the first part of the plan was Black and Brave Wrestling Academy. But it was still a year or two away. So I started uh, locally in Texas where I was living at the time uh, at CWF in 2018, December of 2018. Okay. And then... Obviously, like, next question regarding why you, other than the fact Seth's one of your favorite, was one of your favorite wrestlers, I think, around his IC title run at the time of oh, yeah. my timeline is remembering it, right? Why, yeah, so. And you were saying you were living in Texas at the time. Why not yeah. something a little closer? Like, even, I would say, if you're trying to go mainstream WWE, you might not something like Reality of Wrestling or Thunder yeah. Roses, like, area. So, Reality of Wrestling, that one is, like, I think I considered it. I think I considered it. It was convenient because here in Davenport, which is where Black and Brave is, I was actually born here. And I moved to Texas when I was two, three, with my mom and my sister, so I grew up in Texas, but I have family up here, familiar with the area. Um, so it worked out that, you know, at the time, yeah, Colby was hot. And it wasn't just that he was hot. I just want to go to that school because Colby's – he's killing it right now. It's like if you want to be the best, you got to be trained by the best. That's that's what I'm always going to go back to. So um, it was it was kind of down between – Maybe the thing that was another one is the Monster Factory. Is that still a thing? I think so. I think I was debating between that one, this one, but this one just made the most sense for what my goals were and uh, that I had family here already. And um, it just it, it seemed to be perfect. <laughs> it was like the perfect uh, ideal setup. And then going from that and oh yeah i'm working with some of my favorites and favorite active wrestlers right now i should say because obviously somebody could easily say oh yeah team three is 3d is my favorite tag team but we all know devon's not active but going from that to starting in the indies what was one thing obviously seth and becky and others like really inspired you to do and that picked up like what thoughts of advice going into the independent scene and then ending up where you are now, like four short years later. Coming up on four, I should. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so class is only active class is about three, four months, but after that's over, uh, Colby, if you use, if you are willing and brave enough, to use him as a resource, he's always a good resource. So I always go back to him for like, hey, will you watch this match? Can you tell me what I should change? Can you tell me what I should improve? And he's always responsive, whether it's through text or whether I'm able to go up to the school and he's not too busy and he's able to sit there and watch it with me and say, right here, you should have paused for a second. Or like, instead, next time, do this instead of that when you're trying to get into this or like make a moment right here. So um, I always go to him for advice and it is pretty cool because uh, he's done the Indies and he's done WWE. So he understands that sometimes, 
something he would do on TV isn't the exact same thing that you would do on the indies, just depending on, you know, the crowd you're performing in front of. So he has taught me a lot about independent wrestling. He's taught me a lot about, um, you know, performing as if you were on TV or performing when I've been on TV. So uh, it's been, been really, really good. He's very knowledgeable. Some people are intimidated of him. Um, fair enough, but you know, I paid to go to the school and I paid for him as a resource. So I'm going to use him. I'm not going to be scared and I'm going to learn from him. And he's, he's a cool guy. It's not just him. It's, uh, you know, Merrick's there. He's a great wrestling mind. He's Colby's former or Seth Rollins, former tag team partner. That's what the name is based off of Tyler Black, Merrick Brave, Black and Brave Wrestling Academy. Yeah. Um, Yep. So he's a he's a great wrestling mind, and then you also have Crotch there, who is a real. He's like a long time, long time independent wrestling veteran. So you got a lot of wrestling minds at Black and Brave uh, to pick from. And I will say this: uh, anybody aspiring, like listening to this and wanting to just think, oh, at this point, it's either WWE a TV company or a bus. Don't think like that and don't be granted. I know the Indies would be a lot more intimidating because it's not Indies or smaller venues would be intimidating because it's not as consistent income or as massive an income or a massive a crowd. I mean, you got to crawl before you walk one and two build yeah, build your legacy because I don't think today would have happened if Eric wouldn't have just or Mr. Goldstein was it uh wrestling I know it was like wrestling uh with unicorns I believe or was it, it was like straight through Eric's I forget offhand how did you see that original clip I saw it was on my account his... it was I on was yours? gonna say I saw that straight through his account exactly so like having that stuff and having that those reels from regardless of the venue if it's like a clean and crisp video and apologies for my lighting but um a clean crisp and just video and you going at it like fully not just like oh i want to throw hands or throw kicks just for the heck of it and just keep putting out putting out and producing that content you're gonna do a lot and progress a lot more so and then for me and i know it's gonna be like weird because i like really went through and dove in on the uh fit on your youtube page just a that's not weird man i I appreciate that yeah formulated my like real thoughts on like where to go from here outside of black and brave i want to shift now to the whole premise because I saw the whole premise for the prodigal Sun sack team with you and the league the original premise and I was getting like OG original New Day vibes oh really <laughs> yeah from the promo because you remember if you remember like that first like couple of months New Day was getting essentially like NXT reactions when they first debut on the main roster from like the Venter, no crowd response whatsoever from like somebody random. And 
then you're like, okay, what are you, this gimmick's just awkward and not going to last long. But then they flipped it to essentially, yeah, yeah, we're preachers, but yeah, we're going to throw this back and forth at you. So I was curious, what was the original, because this kind of goes in the metamorphosis of your character a little bit, before the chop blocks, what was your original inspiration behind that and going into the character we see in 2023? Honestly, it's a pretty, it's pretty wild. So at first, the prodigal sons um, were a babyface tag team, obviously. And what we were trying to do was at one point we even had shirts and it was make Jesus cool again. That was like our whole premise. So it's kind of funny that it's like totally flipped now with me as the heel. But anyways, prodigal sons, the premise of that, we didn't get too deep character wise with that. We just, the whole premise was for us was like, we want to be, you know, the top tag team we want to be, we want to show our athleticism and our charisma. Um, and at first it was like, we want to do that and we want to glorify God in that. So at one point there was even like, I, I had talked about like passing out like little mini Bibles when we came on your entrance, you know? So I, I had even thought about that, but now it's crazy. You talk about metamorphosis. Um, it wasn't a big show. It was more like me testing out if it would work. I was at this show in Wisconsin and I did this whole thing where I had a spot where I had the Bible and I was reading it and people were trying to stop me from reading it and I'd evade them, cut them down, Re read it again, evade, cut them down. And then the last person, or maybe it was the first person, I actually hit them with the Bible in the face. So <laughs> metamorphosis you talk about a total 180 turn from passing out the bible as like a good deed coming out in their entrance to me weapon right to the face so <laughs> the prodigal sons uh originally was not a very not a very deep thing it was like convenient and cool that it uh it lined up for my character to jump off and leap off and it it cre it was good for us to have that in order to become our own thing. And we'll team up again and we'll, we'll, uh, prodigal sons are not done, but they're done in SCW. I mean, after what you did, I would not see how they get back together easily. <laughs> down is, the line, is down the line, maybe. Yeah. Like, like I said, easily, because. With a simple chop block, which is something you don't see often, especially considering a lot can be done with a, a steel chair versus a chop block. But right. then with that, it's like, granted, a lot of people want to see reunions and all that. But do you, in regards, and I know you said natural off offline, we were talking more so. Being a natural heel is easier than a natural baby face, or that was on air, right. my bad. But right. being more so with that natural progression of heel versus baby face, because a lot of people want to book their own character. Was there any heel like throughout your career? Because I could easily see a lot, a lot from the stuff now 
more that hear me, feel me, fear me. Malachi from uh the two thousands that whole SmackDown gimmick that was like okay. the precursor to Kevin Thorne. Off into that tangent, I could easily see that, but then that whole reason of going heel, the throwing in people's faces, or do you see your faith and going almost in that positive direction and letting that just guide it? Because I think even Sean kind of used it slightly just in his entrance and then let it go from there. <laughs> right, right. That's kind of how it was for us. And we, we had an entrance music that was – it was a cool song, but it, it you know, got the point across. Uh, I think it was a Lecrae song. You know Lecrae? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we were we – we had the entrance reference. We had shirts. And then we were just a cool, good tag team. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. – um, then... go ahead. And then with that, what section – if – not just within the Midwest and uh, and the South. Do you see yourself like venturing like Southeast, Southwest, or any other part of the country right now on like the Indies, or do you see like just SCW and somewhat in the Texas area? I'm trying to take it all over, man. This year, I'm trying to take it all over. Um, the end goal for me is WWE. It's always been WWE for me since I was a kid. I've got you know, pictures of me holding the WWE championship when I'm like seven years old. This is what I've always wanted to do, and that's where I want to get. Um, Which version, though? Because there's like 30. Of my character? Of the title. Oh. <laughs> so you know that what, will kind of explain like to the listeners, like, hey, this is what era like really inspired me. So like which version of the Right, WWE right. Title? So like my my first exposure to the wor- to a world championship was Batista and the World Heavyweight Championship, Big Gold. Mm. Love that belt, man. Love that belt. If there is a possibility in the future when I win the WWE title or the world title for me to bring that back, I want to bring that belt back. Such a beautiful belt. I mean, Cody's trying to bring back the Winged Eagle, so Yeah, yeah, hey. So... It could happen. Any retro belt is like fair game, and to oh, think when about that, when that happens, grown man gonna be crying tears of joy. <laughs> no, right, Because right? <laughs> there's not a belt with a logo, just a company branded logo that so, looks like something you give to the Eagles or the Chiefs yeah. in two weeks. Right, right. It doesn't look like a championship belt. I know what you mean. Yeah, but that's. It's just crazy to think about it. And then going from the end goals, obviously WWE and then Batista's like that era obviously inspired you. Ruthless aggression, man. Oh yeah. But My was era. it specifically um Batista or was it just the big old at that time? Well, I just I I Batista in my mind is synonymous with it because that was around when I started watching. Mm. Like so that was like for me, that's like that's the world champ, and that's that's his belt. That's how it was when I was growing up, six, seven years old, because that's what I would watch. And I actually, um, at, at certain points, most of my life as a kid, I didn't have cable, so I wouldn't even watch SmackDown Raw. I would go to Hastings, and I would rent the DVDs of the pay-per-views. So oh, on, all nice. the pay-per-views, on all the pay-per-view DVDs I would rent, uh, 
Batista during that time was the world champ and that belt looked great on him and it would look great on me too. <laughs> Even though Edge was a slime ball at that time, right? <laughs> hey, you know, he's not Batista's just who I immediately think of, but there are so many people that look good with that belt. Edge, John Cena looked better with that belt than the spinner belt, honestly. And yet he's the one that brought it in the company. Right. Uh, and it's sad, though, because I think more Edge Cena, Orton Cena, Batista Cena, but I think of them with the WWE title. I don't mm. really think immediately when I think Ruthless Aggression, Taker stuff, because SmackDown, I immediately think Vicky. And then Batista, like I said, I think world title, but I think early, like right when the um, Bishop brought the belt in and similar to how we were talking Roman and Sammy earlier, I think Batista and Triple H with how that right, right, yeah. progressed ever since like Batista joined Evolution and then they did the turn on Orton mm -hmm. just had the Batista babyface turn, so... Yeah, it's real crazy. And you want to go ahead, Mr. Goldstein? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, you kind of went in a bit more deep. You guys kind of went in a bit of detail so far um, with his background. Like I, like Don Ace mentioned, I noticed that you uh, have trained with um, uh, Black and Brave, um, Seth Roll, which is the school for uh, that's run by Seth Rollins. Um, Correct. Really, all I get, I, I just have like a couple of questions, really. Um, so you kind of were talking about it a little bit earlier, but um, in regards to character development, which one would you say is a bit more um, easier for you? And I know that this would be like based up, more so based of a personal reference, but I guess would you say developing a character for a baby face is easier or developing a character for a heel run is easier? For me, heal. Always heal. Always. And, and why would you say? For me, naturally, you know, a lot of times when you just look at somebody, you can like, as wrestlers, you know, there's this thing where like, you're trying to use what other people see. So like, when I look at you, or when you look at me, sometimes you just have this, a lot of people have this look. And it's like, that's a baby face, or that's a heel. Like, I feel like I can look at people in a way <laughs> that makes them automatically think I'm a heel. And it's not just that. It's just naturally, I feel like for me, it's easier to get people to dislike me than to like me. And it's more fun. And <laughs> I feel like I can have more layers as a character that way. Okay. Yeah, no, that does definitely make sense. And then as far as... um. The CWF, because I was actually going to, I was going to say, I noticed since in 2021, you were there, you were their inaugural, I, mm. I can't even pronounce, the, I can't pronounce the. <laughs> Interdenominational. Interdenominational. Okay. okay, so you were their inaugural interdenominational champion. So right. has that, has that gone from being a school into more so of a promotion now or. So or it's both. It it's, it's both, it's, it's both. Okay. yeah yeah and do you still do a lot of work with them i no longer work with them oh you no longer work with them okay mm -hmm. gotcha um 
And then other than that, I guess you could um uh, what would be some what would be some indie promotions that you can name off that would possibly be I guess you could say some goals for this year if you were to be introduced to them? Because I could I know a bunch. I because I besides WWE and AEW, I pay attention to just about everything wrestling. Right. Um, a lot of a lot of ones that I watch that are indies would be PCW, GCW. Um, GCW can still considered an indie at this point. What was that? Is GCW still considered an indie at this point? I don't know. I mean, they're still going. To, they're still doing. You know, the smaller shows and stuff. And yeah, so, I, I think mean, I, I don't know. I, that's a that's a good that's a debate there. But I, I would still call it an indie. Yeah, I would still definitely call GCW Indie just because, like, yes, they have grown a lot of traction nowadays, but they're still bringing in new people all the time. I mean, heck, yeah, still attracting new names like great, like bigger names like crazy. Because yeah. the fact X Pac randomly showed up around the time he was doing WWE stuff, and they had Jeff Jarrett and Matt Cardona on the same card. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, no, they've definitely been bringing in a lot of traction this year. Yeah. And then also an- another one I really enjoy is uh Pro Wrestling Gorilla. They're yes. probably one of my they're probably one of my favorites just cuz they always put on banger matches. And what's another one? Um AIW Quick question actually, regarding uh PC- PWG Eric. You know if Excalibur still like involved with that or did he Yeah, it's his, yeah, it's his promotion. I know, I, know. It, I know it was, but I'm saying is, is it still because I know he's like mainly focused on AW considering he's mm-hmm. doing, I think, almost all every comment, every show worth the commentary. So that yeah. alone takes a lot of it's a busy. Week. That's a busy. That's a busy man there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, Excal- Excalibur is definitely a busy man. But as far as I, as far as I know, he's still the owner of Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hey, man. I wanted all of those promotions, um, <laughs> but I would. I, I would say, you know, for me, uh, looking forward, I want to, you know, for my character, I'm intrigued and excited and ready to wrestle in Chicago. So I want to wrestle at AAW, um, and I'll, I'll be on there. I'll be on AAW this year, and then AAW Pro. That is, it's out of Chicago, and uh. Then A-A-W New A-A-W Texas Pro. Real I was yeah, say A-A-W A-A-W is doing. another one I've um, heard a lot of good things about. Yeah, New New Texas Pro, that's a good one. Uh I you know, me and me and my tag team partner, former tag team partner, we wrestled a couple, you know, indies in Texas. We didn't just wrestle at CWF. We did not get on New Texas Pro. New Texas Pro is a really, really good uh promotion down in Texas and um I'd like to get on there to, you know, I like, like, you know, all the ones you listed, you know, I want to have um, a notoriety around my name and I want to get buzzed around my name. So WWE wants to sign me. So the, um, the goal is, you know, do some Chicago, do some Texas, you know, do something over here. So I'm, I'm open to all of it, I would say, but those two are my top goals. And then I feel like those help me branch out from there. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm hoping that I can definitely see you on a lot more shows around the country. Um, I always notice literally every year, every year for just about everybody, as long as you keep at it, 
Um, I just keep watching their schedules grow bigger and bigger and bigger. So right. I, mean, I could, I, I, I'm expecting, I'm, I, I'm expecting to see that from you, cause right. <coughs> and and to be honest, to be honest, man, I, I've been, <laughs> I've been biting, I've been chomping at the bit for this run, this singles run for me as my character. This character is years in the making. Um, twenty twenty, whenever. You know, COVID literally right in the middle of this, the, like the summer and spring of COVID. That was my black and brave class. So we, Jeez. I, yeah, it was a fun time. Let's just say that. Um, that How was did that even go was- about? Because I know a lot of everything shut down from like mid-March all the way into like August, September. Right. Um yeah, it was it was wild. It was it was an empty school most of the time, you know, nowadays and beforehand, you know, there was, you know, the graduates there, the, the students there. You know. But for that class, it was always very, uh, a very empty gym. We didn't have to help with a lot of shows because there wasn't a lot of shows going on because of COVID. Right. Um, right. But yeah, this character has been in development and uh since summer 2020 and i just got the chance to you know start working on that character and um being able to do it and evolve it uh i started april last year spring last year so you know no one has really seen what i've got yet no one really has so that's why i say you know this is my year to get eyes on me and it will be my year to get eyes on me so that's the goal man yeah, I would say keep at it, man. And honestly, those ideas, write them down, but obviously keep them close to the vest because you, I would say, like, don't get that ammo used against you in a feud at some point. Which part? I would say any, like, conceptual ideas used, used against you almost. I was like, okay, I want to take my character this way. And then you get, like, some random guy or random wrestler like taking those ideas and running with it like right as like i'm taking this character where i want to take it right oh yeah somebody else is taking it even on tv like further and further because i don't know why and you got trico and eric you guys can hop in i don't know why there's been so much debate randomly just because mandy rose started doing it random knee kenny obviously with the v trigger yours and then I think it was uh, Anofe or somebody on NXT started randomly throwing a knee. And then that just became a whole thing last year. So when I say that, like even conceptually down to the simplest of moves, do it or have a certain like style to it for anybody trying to get into whatever you're trying to do, differentiate it enough. To where you're not in this debate of who's throwing the best knee strike. Hey, I'm throwing the best knee strikes. No debate, brother. True, true, true. Because <laughs> honestly, it would not be on our page if we didn't think that. I would have taken that down immediately. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. That's a bit. But man, it's been great just sitting down and talking with you. Like, other than like, what you got going on going into uh, February and March of 2023? What was that? It's been great talking with you, Eric. And what you got going on going into February and March 
considering like February literally just started shockingly. Well, I'll be cold. I do not like that about living here in the Midwest. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I grew up in well, Texas. I moved out of the Midwest, thank God, because I hate Yes. Yeah. That's why I got to get signed and get out of here, brother. It's too cold. <laughs> it's too cold. Um, I've got a show this Saturday um, in Bluegrass, Iowa, SCW Pro Heartbreak. Um, got a couple other SCW Pro events lined up and um, by February or March, I will have some Chicago bookings. Nice, nice. And hopefully it's not, um, snowing or doing too much in the cold because I know how Midwest can get. And, um, Eric, no, I think Trico's the only one of the four of us that doesn't know per se, because all of us have lived out there or are still living out there. So I can, yeah, believe. I'm currently still in the Midwest. <laughs> he's fun, in ohio man. i'm born and raised from indy and then trico's a florida boy so he don't know about that midwest cold uh hello don't, don't. in chicago uh, hey don't stay away don't try and find out <laughs> what'd you say trico my bad you do realize i got family in chicago right you do how often do you see i know you do but how often are you out there <laughs> Bruh, I be flying. Um, my my granddaddy is a pilot, so we be flying out of Chicago through Missouri and everything. Mm. Ooh, yeah. And I don't. I be forgetting. Like everybody's family is so strut, spread out to where it's kind of even hard to keep it in mind, let alone anybody else's. So I do apologize on that one. But with that being said, Eric, you are, and where. Where can the our listeners like find you per se? So it's Eric Ez Knight. That's E R I C E Z N I T E on Twitter and Instagram. Um, on Facebook, you know, you're gonna find a ton of Eric Millers. But if you scroll through, you'll find me eventually on there. Uh, YouTube, uh, Eric Ez Knight Pro Wrestling. Um, that's all the matches that I'm allowed to post, you know, some promotions, they have their own streaming, so I'm not allowed to post right. a, a full match. So there will be clips on there, um, match highlights, full matches if it's possible. And then on my Instagram, on my social, my other socials, that's where you'll see me most frequently. Well, thanks for everything, man, and appreciate you coming out and Anything, Trico or Eric, you guys want to say before we just finish up and let our guests set out? Um, just wanted to say thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to, uh, you know, hop on with us and talk talk with us for a little bit. And hope to stay in contact. Hope we can do this again. Yeah, man, we'll stay in contact. And uh, I appreciate you guys as well. And I appreciate the real reaction. Um. You know that that knee video did kind of do better numbers than other my other videos, so it must have been a really good knee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens. Uh, what about you, Trico? And uh, just uh, just a couple of news. Uh, uh, like I mentioned before, no, no, no. Just talking uh, for Eric. We'll get to all our stuff at the end. We still got a couple of things we got to discuss. 
oh shoot i'm like this is uh i thought we this would... ain't the end of the episode you see the notes we still got a couple things we got to discuss yeah i want to say we ending quickly already what the hell nah we're just sending eric eric on his day we're just we still got a couple things we gotta discuss yeah that's what i thought like, like hold up we ended we quickly now that's nah what that's what i thought Considering one's vengeance saying the other is a uh, 2K, I didn't want to hold him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> all right. Anything else? Anything else to go? Or you good? No, I'll save mine for later on. But um, right, then, but, but uh, to say appreciate you uh, coming on um the, the, with us. Hope we 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 can uh, have you on board again for for future episodes. On board. Yeah, man. Appreciate right. you. Well, have a good one on Eric. And uh, boys, we got a premium live event of uh, preview. <laughs> All right, guys. Am I just clicking the yep, leave button? Just, uh, yep. All right. See you later. Thanks. Later. Eric. All right. So, that being said, guys, let's talk Vengeance Day. Yep, oh, NST is finally back on the road. He is finally back. Thank God, because that um, freaking Capital Wrestling Center got boring. I already know, I already know who Trico's excited to see. And he his wants him to win the NXT. Aaron must be winning one his ass whoop already. 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 I knew it was going to happen. Already. He didn't even yeah, wait. Look, Trico, in, in the cage and I'll beat his. In the cage, I'll that beat. was like the sixth match on the Wikipedia page. And Eric went already. Well, I already know he's excited. Like the fourth Grayson and the Waller. sixth match. Let's just Bra- go well, down the card. To... I'll just go up the card now since Eric wanted to start there with the main event. Braun Breaker versus Grayson Waller for the NXT title inside it. Well, I knew. Well, I knew Trico wanted to talk about Mister Waller. You know, it's his favorite wrestler and all. Uh, oh, uh Shawn Michaels, if you're hearing this, put me in the cage so I can whoop his ass. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Alrighty, I was not about to do that, but I. But I do have a serious question though. Because of the beatdown, original beatdown from Damage Control to the cage match they have on Raw, plus this, and the two chambers coming up, do you think it's over-reliance on the steel as usage? Because that's five within a three to four week period. Well, the only difference is, is that you, you get in a chamber and... I know it's... a. I know the difference is a steel cage in a chamber, but my point is, do you think it's too much usage on a steel grate over the next like month, over this month? Well, get, grant, granted the fact that um, the steel cage that we were supposed to get at Raw 30, but that was a, y'all already know that story there. Now they could. Uh, now, listen to last week. Yeah, they listen finally. Listen to last week. Yeah, they finally tried to make it up, but um, but the steel cage match with Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller 
Yeah, you know why they had to do this because of the mishap that happened when they last fought. So it kind of made sense of what they're what they're doing there. So it's totally which to scenarios. catch everybody up. Yeah, to catch everybody up because I know not everybody watches the a wrestling show consistently, even if it is WWE. The ring broke. Literally, the rope broke the bottom as Grayson Waller was trying to get back into the ring. And it caused a count out as he was trying to just get back on the apron. The bottom rope, was it the bottom or the middle rope? I think it was the the, the middle rope. It was one of those two. It, the bottom or middle snapped as he was trying to go for his uh, running stunner, which I still hate that move anyway. But either way, as he was trying to get back in the ring, the rope snapped and knocked him back as he was, like, literally about to... Uh, it, the match was about to be over. And he lost that count out because of the bad ring construction. So this is the rematch inside a cage. I think just because I want to see Braun on the uh, main roster, I do. I could see Grayson Waller one in it. Sorry, Trico. But then uh, Dijak versus Wesley is probably my most like unpredictable match on the night. Bruh. How Who do y'all have Dijak been... versus Wesley? Bruh, I feel like Dijak has been chasing the North American title since for a long while now. Uh, the We're talking Black and Gold days, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, the Keith Lee feud for sure. So, I think. We, so you're saying and new? Uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 I mean, anything can happen. He wants to see Mister Waller with the belt. We're not even on that anymore, Eric. You're late. But um, hey, wait, Sean, I'm still waiting on that call. I'm still waiting. On <laughs> We're moving on. I'm trying to make sure he didn't go there and he took it there anyway. But Fatal Four Way for the NXT tag titles. New Day defending against Gallus, Pretty Dudley, and Chase U. Oh, I know exactly who Trico wants to win. Would you stop? <laughs> Enlighten me. Who I want to win. Enlighten me. <laughs> Oh, well, of course, your your favorite tag team in NXT, pretty deadly. I think just because you of the made story, the stupidest tag team in the world. <laughs> I was going to say before you two start, it's either the I would say Chase You or Gallus, because I feel like this New Day run on NXT was temporary. It's either New Day for. Honestly, now that I think about it, it's going to be Chase U or Pretty Dudley. Whoa, pretty Dudley to put them up. Pretty Dudley to legit put them over, not to troll Trico, but Pretty Dudley to put them over, or Chase U to continue this Duke Hudson storyline, which they're finally going to try and make a thing. Wow, I'm surprised you picking Chase U because I think Duke Hudson might walk out on Chase U. I might walk out. But you have to admit, they're the two, 
like Gallus just feels like the odd team out at this point. The storylines are with Chase U and New Day versus Pretty Dudley. Gallus just feels odd team in there. So that's why I'm going either Pretty Dudley or Chase U because Woods and Kofi have been there long enough and Booker won't shut up about it. Who are they going to put over? I think it's going to be somebody they're either in a storyline with or somebody that could use it, even though WWE already did, Sean already did this last year with Roxanne and Cora over a tag title reign. For, but actually give Chase you some credibility, which they've been desperately needing. NXT women's tag titles. Katana and Kaden versus Henley and James. I think it's Chance and Carter. Because you have a freaking team together only because Brooks is horny. This is just a base another can they co- coexist? Can they co- Literally, like I said, the storyline is James and Henley don't get along, but the only reason they're teaming is because uh, one of Fallon because Henley's Rick charges. Rex wants to touch James's butt. I thought that was Jensen who was trying to fuck her. Excuse oh. me. It's one of them is trying to screw her, but that's the storyline, essentially. Moving on. You know some I didn't realize that uh, Kidana James is black. So we're going to move on because I'm not going to break down that entire Black History Month post right now on air. Apollo Crews versus Carmelo Hayes, two out of three falls. They got to start considering Carmelo's a, I think Carmelo's a week post, a week after Mania call up. I got to think at this point. And they're just stalling for time with uh, these NXT specials. Thoughts? Uh, I think Carmelo is going to win this one, and then he's going to move over to winning the uh, NXT, either the NXT title or call up. The call up, yeah. Because honestly, at this point, what else is there for Carmelo to do other than beat Brownbreaker, which he doesn't, he's been main roster already. Regardless of whether or not people want to throw the dumb idea of he's black, hurt business, he's black, hurt business. I'm like, shut up. Stupid. And the match that, that is riddled in Mandy Rose. Which is so dumb. But it is Roxanne defending at both against both Gigi and JC. Do you see a scenario where Roxanne loses? No. Either of you. No. Either of you guys. Eric. No, I don't see her losing. Enough said. I completely agree. And, uh, yeah. With that being said... Let's talk about 2K23, which, boy, they have dropped a lot of gameplay, haven't they, over the last couple of days? 
Yeah. And I'm very surprised. And I'm very surprised. I mean, they have no choice. The game's out in like six weeks. No, that that's not that. Is that um the war that just the war games match? Like I love the, the game. The fact they dropped that get that gameplay was a big part of like a lot of the gameplay I've been seeing is insane. But I know up up down down's doing gameplay of that Cena the Cena showcase and then the Rumble, which I'm real surprised they're doing the Rumble because that's going to confirm a lot of the roster, and they're doing that as early as uh, Monday, which is crazy. But yeah. Then we move on to, and Eric, I hope you did your homework. In the meantime, while you recover, in the meantime, as you recovered, what magic sets or to get into you, uh, Magic the Gathering, gathering, should we get going into their 30th anniversary? Because I talked about what sets, especially with Hypernova due out next Friday, what sets to get for UBO's 25th? Um, wait, so you're asking me like which Yu Gi Oh! I'm talking magic. I talked what magic sets or structured decks. So, what magic product would you suggest going into their 30th anniversary this year? Like, what kind of products? Yep, other products. So other sets or structure decks, what would you recommend to a day one Magic player? Because I know what immediately what sets I would recommend to a day one Yu-Gi-Oh player. But a day one Magic player going into their 30th anniversary. Day one Magic player, day one Magic player I'd say start with, you know, probably one of the more basic sets. Either, a, a, either like I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say like a mono green, but if you start off with like a black green or if you start off with a black green, that'd be easiest to control um, because it's a little bit di- more difficult to go into like the red colors and the blue colors, especially blue, because blue is primarily board control. And in order to understand that, you kind of have to have a decent understanding of the game overall. And then... Um, if he was starting off with Commander, I would suggest, again, starting off with a basic, you know, two-color deck, just so that then it doesn't seem too complicated. And then de- depending on the type of person that they are, whether it's that they like to have control of the game or they just want to go smashy, smash, 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 like, then that depend- then that would debate, then that would be able to go into further detail about, you know, what would be the best for them. Appreciate that, man. And yeah, I think that's just a simple review. Nothing too crazy. And then, so E3 is not going to be without the three this year. It's just going to be an E. Because PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox will not be at E3 2023 this year. Oh? Yeah. It got announced via IGN's Twitter. IGN's uh Instagram. 
PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox will not be at E3 this year. Crazy. Did they say why? No idea. uh, It might have to do something with COVID, but man, that's crazy. Yeah, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. And then also speaking of something we got to keep an eye on, during the Royal Rumble, there was a particular entrance that blew up on the FGC social media, and that was, of course, a Fia Trinidad, Zelina Vega, as she is now an official announcer uh, for Street Fighter Six. I asked Trico because I know previous past opinions on Thea over the whole unionization situation. Don't don't finish the statement, Trico, because I know you will just go on a rant with that. But does Zelina implore or detour you away from getting the game? Guys, who wants to hop in on that? What? Does Zelina's inclusion implore you to want to get it or deter you away from getting Street Fighter 6? Outside of the fact of, like, previous, like, thoughts on the series. Or are you indifferent and don't care and was getting or not getting the game regardless? Because I know my answer, whether or not I was getting the game anyway. Um, not exactly sure. Doesn't really seem to make much of a difference for me. I mean, I'm kind of curious to see how they work, what type of character they develop for her. She's just an um, announcer, not in, an around announcer. She's not in the game per se. As a character, she's in there as an in-game announcer. So pretty much doing FC, FGC commentary in the game. Yeah, well, I'm curious to see if in the game they're gonna make her care if they're gonna make her announcer character look similar to her. Okay, from okay. We'll see. It's just mainly her voice, so we'll see. It's just her doing yeah. voiceovers, so we'll see how it goes. And whether or not I'll get annoyed of her commentary, whereas I've gotten annoyed by some FGC commentary over the past because it just feels like too much going into crazy hot moments to get invested or get annoyed. But uh, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Trico, now you want to say something regarding Thea slash Selena? No, I just um still debating on it. Still debating. Me, I think I've said it on here in the past when it comes to Street Fighter. That is a 2024 consideration because I know how Capcom does and I am not about to drop 60 now just to end up spending like three, three, $400 for like an addition down the line when I can just spend like 40 down the line for like an updated version and just play if I feel like it at events or what have you. Game looks dope, though. It's just Capcom has never been trusted to really produce a lot of content day one without having, like, 20 different upgrades. Still burned from the Street Fighter V launch. 
I think a lot of people are. So it's going to be interesting. And yeah. So with that being said, Trico, you wanted to say something about your outro? Well, yeah, I was uh, looking at the updates and stuff. Say it again. So you were, what were you saying when you thought we were closing the show? What did you want us to say? To say? No, that that's for the closing segment. That was for the closing segment. This is the closer. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, if you guys have saw the uh the pay per view review for the, for the Royal Rumble I did, so um, we where will... is that at? By the way, it's up. It's uploaded on uh, upload on Anchor, like, uh, and then went to Spotify and everywhere else. Well, okay. There you go, guys. That yeah. was what I was looking for. He didn't. You said nothing. You said nothing. So you went into a full in-depth interview review. I thought you just posted a somehow random review or something. But from what you're saying, you went to a full in-depth review on yeah. Anchor. Okay, so Eric, what do you have? Yeah, hold up. Coming up. What do I have for what? Trico, you said hold up. What's up? Yeah, so um, as I was mentioning, um, if you guys saw, saw that, um, I will be doing another paper review that will be on on Vengeance Day. Probably gonna be uploaded either on that exact night or maybe the the, the next day. And then on the also, technology anchor or on the RTC anchor because I have not got any notifications on either. RT, RTC anchor. Okay, so it'll be. Uploaded. I, I mean, I didn't get notification. Here's the thing, I try and like pay attention to my notifications on a lot of things, and when I don't see them, I'm like, wait, what the heck are you talking about? So that's why I'm like, wait. Okay, now I see it. I wish you. Okay, so we'll talk about this offline because these are some some like extras I would put on Patreon, not Patreon or something, not just so they're there so everybody doesn't get confused on, oh, this is a full review of everything because you know we're going to go in depth as a trio later in the week. But if you wanted an individual for a little bit extra, boom. So we'll talk about that at some other point, but... I'm fine with that. I just didn't know what was going on because I'm like, wait, what did you do? <laughs> Especially when the rumble ended and I almost got in trouble Sunday at church because of the rumble. Because I, because you know how long the rumble went, right? It's like three in the morning. Or at least it felt like that. I had... I was serving. Had to be there at 9 by 8 8 o'clock in the morning. I woke up and then went back to sleep because I was dead exhausted. (laughs) Because of the rumble. So, yeah. With that being said, I don't have much. Just same old, same old. And I am grateful to be back. Yada, yada. Eric, go ahead. What you got coming up? 
Um, well, as always, if you haven't already, check out journeyhemp.com. Go buy yourself some fizzy. It's a very tasty Delta 8 seltzer and also a very tasty Delta 9 soda. Um, be on the lookout. We are expanding quickly. We're currently in 23 different states, continuing to expand. If you haven't already, journeyhemp.com. Go buy it. It's tasty. Ask on A's. It'll put you on your butt. No comment. And sorry about Bye, that. Y'all. I just. And sorry about that. Y'all. I was just literally on trying to get that hour Instagram, and mine was the first. My personal was the first thing that popped up, but of course, at respect the combat on Instagram. Trying to start up the Twitter, but Elon stuff, of course. So. It's just going to be weird. Other than that, see y'all every Friday now at 5 p.m. EST. We we back at it again and much love y'all. Two fingers, we out.